And it's I have a free pass already. Oh, the show's starting. We're all on. Woo! Woo! Let's go. <laughs> and there's no sound. And I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Welcome to Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective. And I am the head entress. And, well, guess what, folks? I had this awesome process audio blast from Days of the Dead. All fucking set up. I edited it last night, knocked the top end off so it sounded good. And what is it doing? Blog Talk was deciding to have a, another hiccup. Hooray for Blog Talk. We love Blog Talk. <laughs> you know, they're just, their sound is just the best sound on the Internet. You know Shame. what I'm saying? Shame. <laughs> Shame. 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 Yes, shame on you, Blog Talk. I have set this up this morning. It should not be doing this now. But anyway, we're here. Welcome to Sexy Witches. And I, we can just make our own music and our own sound blast. Maybe it'll actually happen before the show is over. Who knows? Uh, but let me first introduce my Sexy Witches uh, in Seattle, Washington. You will know her as the Queenie Beast or the Sexy Werewitch in our circles. You will see them, that person LARPing. You can go to Seattle and see them walking around, but more importantly, go to their YouTube channel, watch Jump Scares. It's awesome. And she, the Queenie also has a store envy page called Meryl Minded Crafts. So please welcome to the show the sexy werewitch of Seattle, Washington, Queenie Todd. Woof, woof, woof. Oh. <laughs> I know. You've been woofing, not wooing. I, I blew your intro big time there, but that's okay. I'm making that's sure right. as I go along right now. Sorry about that. It wasn't too bad. You got some no, of it. it. It's too cool. Bad. <laughs> I'm pretty good at talking out of my ass, I've learned. So You are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that was very, very clear on Days of the Dead for sure. Oh, my God. I'll tell you that when we get to the um, panel part of the story. We got a long way before we get there. Um, on the right. East Coast, a little bit closer to me in Clifton Forge, Virginia, you can see this person as an extra on Plan 9 from Outer Space Remake. This is a Marvel geek, a horror geek to the extreme, and also my sexy porn witch. So please welcome to the show, Erin Marie. Erin, you're <laughs> on with the sexy witches. I see you're there. Why isn't she answering? Is, is she pulling a pair of right. And like repo, I remember that. I, Ember sleep through so. the stage. I have been um, talking. Well, there she I is. can hear you now. Okay, first. well Hello, that was unplugging on. the earphones, so obviously the earphones are out. Oh well, welcome <laughs> to the show, Aaron Marie. I'm glad that we can have you here. We're having sound problems all over the place already this uh, episode, and it's only three minutes in. That's just great. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so is it still? Co- are you cold and rainy up there, like I am, or has it gotten better since I left you? There's actually a few inches of snow on the ground. I came home to yesterday, so I mean, it's still kind of whitish here. It's nice. That's nice. I wish I'd been. It's all. <laughs> it's all rainy here, and so everything's gone. We didn't get much snow on the ground, but it's fine. Uh, great. So. 
We're all here. This is the core group of sexy witches, and we're going to talk for a little while, catch up, do a few things, and then we, uh, Aaron Marie and I will tell Clayney all about our trip to Days of Atlanta. We'll talk about our personal shenanigans and some of the things we covered. But then around 9.45-ish, I will have two guests call in. Uh, one's Vanessa Ionta Wright and Miss Lynn Hansen. They were ma- panelists on my Women of Independent Film, a uh, horror film, uh, women, women of Independent Horror panel <clears throat> at Days of the Dead Atlanta over the weekend. And uh, I was asked by Nathan Hamilton to moderate the panel, which once again, Nathan, it was a great honor. And thank you also, Adolfo Dordo, for throwing a huge, awesome party at Days of the Dead. And please do us several more. Uh, and but um, it was a, quite an honor, quite an experience. The whole weekend was pretty fun. But um, so they'll call in and we'll talk about the panel itself. And then at ten fifteen, we'll have one more person. So we're gonna have a huge circle of sexy witches in the house this episode, ladies and gentle cults. And so. Michelle Nesk, who has called in before, um, filmmaker, independent filmmaker extraordinaire out of Seattle, Washington as well, uh, is going to call in and is going to contribute to the conversation because we are going to expand it to Women in Horror Month in general. Talk about our favorite horror films, do some dishing, uh, talk about the blood drives, the Soska Sisters produced blood drive. Uh, Vanessa, Michelle, and Lynn have all contributed to the campaign. Lynn was the producer and the other two have directed, as well as one other person that was on my panel, Dana Nosk. She also contributed to the uh, PSAs and blood drives. So this is going to be a really great episode. Too bad because I had a, some great music cues queued up, but we're just going to have to pretend they don't exist and just keep plugging along. I think we can handle this. So here we go. But up, bing, bing. All right. So let's move forward. Now, Queenie. Queenie, yes. you have a lot to talk about. You just oh, talked about gosh. it a little bit. You just mentioned, yep. Michelle, and you are gonna, you're going to be helping out. So can you make that announcement on air? Yeah, totally. Um so later this month, I'm going to have her come over because, you know, I'm doing a Women in Horror Month thing. Every Sunday, I post like a video about, or it, the weekend, generally the weekend, I post a video about Women in Horror stuff because, you know, I've, I love this cause and I've loved it for a very long time. <laughs> and Michelle's going to come over and we're going to do kind of like a Q&A interview thing. She's going to hang out with me. We're going to have some laughs and, you know, talk about the industry and have a good time. And then, and then after that, you guys are going to go buddy-buddy together, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to go Crypticon, man. <laughs> Crypticon. So, so the sixth, the Crypticon Seattle. Let me get those dates real quick, because do we know who's on the guest list yet this year? So that, uh, Crypticon has been following our post, by the way. Um, I yeah, shared they're some awesome. of their stuff recently. And so they knew mm-hmm. we exist, Lion. and I'm very, very flattered that they know we exist. Oh, Barbara, that's right. Barbara Crampton just announced yesterday. And I met Barbara Crampton last year. And if she's not busy, like if the table line isn't long, she'll totally talk to you forever and ever and ever. She loves talking to her fans. So uh, go talk to Barbara Crampton if you have a chance. What weekend is that? Mary, 4th and 5th and 6th. Okay, so get this, sexy witches. Crypticon Seattle. Queenie, you're going to be there, right? Yes. I'm going to be in oh, Texas yeah. Frightmares that weekend. Nice. 
That's the other big so, announcement. So we, so you couldn't go if you wanted to, because you're already going to Christmas, no. girl. Or wait, that's right. I'm that's missing right. My, that's so funny. I have a small one. I don't so, feel so bad so, now. Yeah, so May is going to be a major sexy witches episode because we were going to have a preview show on May first for. Uh, Texas Frightmare. That was the requirement for me to get passes that to do a pre-show. Uh, I called Billy Pond and Billy Pond, uh, uh, the director of Circus of the Dead, and let him know I'm coming to Texas Frightmares, and he's going to come on the show and be our guest host for that episode and talk about Texas Frightmares. But it sounds like we're going to have to add a Crypticon preview in there too, somewhere. Yep. At least mention it, right? Mm. I mean, I'm sure that right. I'm sure that Texas Frightmares doesn't want the same episode to be covered at CryptoCon, but we're going to have a recap episode where we're going to recap, not only are we going to recap Texas Frightmares and CryptoCon, we're going to have on our May 22nd episode, which is Aaron Marie's birthday, by the way, we will also be recapping nice. Days of the Dead Charlotte, which I've been invited back to help again on the blue track, so we're going. So, um, uh, so we are going to have an amazing May. We're going to rock everything. I think I'm going to call it amazing May. I think that's my, <laughs> that's going to be. It's the, a lovely day. Amazing, yeah. So, so look for May. We got a lot day. of, all of a sudden. So hooray. So I'm so glad to hear you're going to Crypticon because I was really bummed that I couldn't get you to Texas. So, and this, and this is much closer to your house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it also says that your um, Kelly Mulrooney is going to be there. Oh, well. And Kelly Mulrooney is also going to be at um, uh, Scares That Cares this year. So, nice. yeah, so uh, I love Kelly Mulrooney. I particularly love Chopping Mall. Barbara Crampton didn't realize how popular Chopping Mall was. It was just like, all of a sudden, people are talking about that film again. I was like, that's because it's got a great release. She goes, oh, yeah, I interviewed for that. <laughs> she did it. So anyway, so good. So you got the thing with Michelle coming, and then you've got Crypticon Seattle. Uh, I heard rumor you have some LARP in, in your future. Oh yeah, always. Um, there's some LARPs coming up, and the weather's getting better, so hopefully I can get to them. That'll be fun. Cool. Um, and so that so basically we're hibernating in Seattle until the weather breaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. It's cold and rainy up there. Uh, it so really it's kind of pretty, though. I always like Seattle that way. You know, it's pretty when you don't live like there. <laughs> well, I live in San Francisco. Every day is rain. It's always gray. It's dreary and gray all the time in San Francisco. So, you know, it's the same idea. It's cold and windy all the time and foggy the other half. So My husband you know, loves it, I so... Am, Go I big. am so upset with this board because I'm looking at these files and they're not processing. I don't know what's going on oh. with them. I'm so bummed because I had three things set up and none of them are going to play tonight. Oh, well. Boo. <sighs> Boo. This is a blast. I'm really annoyed about that because I was so excited how well I did. I don't know if I could reload it. I wonder if it would let me do that. I have no idea. Uh, anyway, I digress. So, uh, let's let's see. It's nine eleven. So, have you seen any movies or TV shows you want to blast out before we move on? Oh, not really. I've been kind of swamped with YouTube stuff, so trying to like pimp my channel and everything. 
Speaking of pimping your channel, you got your channel pimped. Oh, yeah. I got picked for, like, one of the people on Blood, Bath, and Beyond's thing because they, they did, like, a save horror YouTube thing where you posted a tra- uh, trailer. So there's, like, 20 or 30 tra- trailers in there. It's really cool. Yeah, I, what it is is that there's this um, thing because of the demonetizing of people that have 4,000 views or less an episode, which is, like, enormous numbers that they want you to have to yep. be able to monetize on YouTube now. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, and the really whole point is. of this was they took they put in like I think a hundred submissions put in they asked yep. for submissions like why their 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 station should be saved and then they picked the top thirty and you were number thirty which is awesome I was I watched <laughs> last yeah, but not least I, <laughs> last but not least at all I watched all of all thirty and you know and it's not just clips and reviews like your show there were hall videos on there there were narrated mm-hmm. fiction on there. Um, there were, you know, it was also, and then, you know, the straight up talking critic reviews with the guy that sits in front of the big shelf of DVDs in the background, you know, there was a couple of those types of videos. Um, so, you know, just a really good collection of different type of horror things or sub horror things. And, um, and so I, 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 yeah, save the horror on YouTube. It's, you know, they always try to say, oh, we're trying to help the kids, but then they eventually always go after the horror geeks. Almost always, you know. Always. Even when we're not, even when we're not doing anything, you know. Yep. And just because we exist, you know. It's, it, you know. And so you know, we had a at Days of the Dead. Okay. So let me tell you this story. Aaron Marie and I got told this story by a friend of ours. From, um, his name is James Narathi. Was he's the one of the co-founders of Vinegar Syndrome. And he always has a table there. And so we had went in and gotten a drink or watched a movie. I think we're coming out of Swamp Thing at Days of the Dead. Yeah. And we see him in the hallway. So we walk up to him, and he, and he tells us this story. Uh, he was outside hanging, talking with people, and this car pulls up and like kind of like almost crashes into the front of the hotel. And this woman comes out with a baby and starts bolting out of the car. And this guy gets out and chases her and starts to punch her and punches the baby too. And so there's all, you know, and so one of uh, the horror geeks tackled him and knocked him down. Uh, The cops show up. And uh, after some, you know, kerfuffle or whatever, I don't know all the details, uh, eventually the, the woman denies being hit, gets back in the car with the guy, and they drive up like nothing happened, and the cops let him go. Oh, my God. And, and yeah, so that, you know, and so at one point they're all worried because, you know, the cops coming over to the group of, you know, the group of us her geeks and he goes up there. And so of course they closed ranks on the guy who tackled him. Right. Cause you know, we're going to protect yep. our own at this point. Uh, and uh, they, the, the guy said, no, thank you did the right thing. The cops actually told them that they did the right thing by tackling the guy. So that was at least something, but you know, so, you know, here it is like, we're the horror people. They're, we're the ones that are supposed to be the bad guys. We're not burning down our town when a t- team wins a game, you know. Yep. But we are the we are the misfits. We are the weirdos. We are the ones that uh, are cannot be trusted. You know. It's because people don't understand anyway, why we like what we like. You yeah, know? I'm off my horse now. It's just like you know, <laughs> you don't get it. 
you know, there was a study came out, you know, all our lives when I was a kid, I was more of a metalhead than a horror geek for a long time. Uh, and I, there was always these things about how metalheads were going to end up like totally fucked in the head and not smart, yep. no hearing, right? And then yep. now they've done a study <laughs> and, uh, well, we're all fine. <laughs> we're relatively well adjusted. We sometimes still live in the metal. A lot of us have, are, a lot of us are musicians. A lot of us create art. Yeah, we're doing okay. We all have jobs and families. You know, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Don't assume just because the music is something you don't like that it's actually not some it, it, that it's bad for you. It's not necessarily bad for you. If you like music and you like a type of music, it will make you feel better no matter what type of music it is. So, you That's know, right. people who love metal feel good. People who love classical feel good. There's people like me who like it both. I love my classical music. I love my metal I love jazz. I love blues music. You know, I love bluegrass. You know, you, you, there's room for everything. You know. Anyway, exactly. I've, I've been really, I've been agonizing about this since this story was told to me. I, I, I can, Aaron Marie can, can like uh, vouch on that. We've been talking about this like, you know, incident. I'm so glad I didn't see it because we went to the movie instead. Because yeah, Ray yeah, Wise we would have traumatized. <laughs> you did yeah, the good thing. Yeah, totally traumatized. <laughs> We went to see um, the beginning of Ray Wise's uh, movie Swamp Thing. They were playing Swamp Thing. So we, had, oh, nice. we just came out of it. Yeah. And we watched it up to the point where Ray Wise catches on fire and dies uh, and then comes back as Swamp Thing. So, <laughs> you know, uh, so that's where we left it. Uh, so, uh, Days of Queenie. Kind of a crazy time. Always is. Yeah. Right, Aaron? This, uh, this always. Is prob- <laughs> this is my third year going. This is Aaron Marie's second. I second. was actually, yeah, I, I actually wasn't planning on going this year initially. I was like, um, if I get a pass, I'll give it to Aaron Marie. She'll easily drive down to Atlanta to go to this thing because she drives down all the time to Atlanta. So, uh, you know, so I was like, oh, but, but then Nathan said, you know, if you come, I will give you a panel. <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, <laughs> I'll go. So I went. So I got a room, and it wasn't even that expensive. And we went down there, and it's always a good time. It's always one of the heavier. It's not one that I think is very kid-friendly. I wouldn't actually take Lily to Days of the Dead. But there are kids there, plenty of kids there. Uh, but, I just, you know, what I'm doing is not kid-friendly. Let's just put it that way. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, But the show itself is, is fine. It's, it's as good as any convention, as we know. It's one of the best in the country. It's a medium-sized convention with a very comfortable hotel, the Hotel Sheraton downtown. Uh, it's actually a very nice hotel. Uh, it's not one of the biggest. It's not the Dragon Con size hotels. It's not, you know, it's not these like monstrosities that stretch up to. Well, I don't Dragon know Con stories. is held. Dragon Con is held in like three or four hotels, and the Sheridan is one of them. Yeah, no, it's across the street though. The two big hotels across the street are the main Dragon Con hotels, uh, and those things are enormous. This one's not as enormous, but it's big enough, and it's very nice. And there's a beautiful courtyard, swimming pool, and it's weird. And everything's conveniently located on the same floor. So you're not stretched out, which sometimes it um, scares it cares. I'm running around because everything is kind of on opposite ends of the, of the festival here. Everything is in one corridor and you can kind of bounce around it 
like a ping pong ball. And that's, it's actually very easy to get around Days of the Dead. I have never had issues with queuing or any other major problems that way, which is well, awesome. We pretty, much, actually, we pretty much have the first entire floor to ourselves. So you have to, like, literally get on the elevator, go down to the basement. <laughs> and then we're just down there like a bunch of little trolls. No, the elevator is its own monster it's very notoriously slow, and there's only two. So you can imagine it takes a while to get up and down uh, sometimes. But that also leads to chance encounters with people on the elevators. And riding the elevator with Malcolm McDowell a couple times was kind of fun. So <laughs> it's fucking Malcolm Especially McDowell since he snuggled elevator. up to me. I was oh, nice yeah, that was that was my second encounter with Malcolm McDowell this year. Uh, I saw him at Monster Manium in Maryland um, in the fall, and I was verklempt, and I got an excision poster. Um, you know, the, the Richard Bates film, Queenie, the excision, the one about the girl oh, yeah. that wants to do the surgery on her sister. Um, I love that film. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, She's Richard Bates weirdo. is local here in this area, and I went to the premiere of it here in the East Coast. Uh, there's pictures, if you look on Facebook, somewhere back in the day, there's actually a picture of me and Gore, or Gore and I, in front of the excision. It's actually a badass photo. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, but I, I bought the excision poster from the Tracy Lord table and got her to sign it and got Ray Wise to sign it, and I got him to sign it because uh, all three of them oh, were in the movie in a, in a small cameo, except for Tracy. Tracy actually starred in it. Uh, so... Uh, so that was what, so I got to meet Malcolm McDowell a second time and I got two photos and one's candid and it's actually kind of awesome. So uh, that was cool. Uh, Aaron was with me. I, were you with me when I went to meet Malcolm, Aaron? Yeah, we talked about Caligula. Deirdre's the one that took the picture. That's right. You. you did talk about Caligula. Tell her your Caligula, like what, when, tell him that story. Tell Queenie that story. It's funny. <laughs> I told Malcolm McDowell that I wanted my little sister to see Caligula um, before we came down, and I'd put it on right before I went to go get laid, and she fell asleep. And he looked at my sister, and he was like, well, that just tells what kind of person you are, that you fall asleep while Caligula's on. I was like, yeah, and I put it on before going to get laid. Yeah, so, he liked that. Uh, I think I think that might be why he snuggled up beside me in the elevator. It's like, oh, this is the one that likes Caligula. <laughs> well, he he's always a good time at these shows, and it's funny because he doesn't remember being in most of the movies he's in. Uh, so like he looks at the poster and goes, well, "I was in this." I'm like, "Yeah, you were in it for a hot second. There's your name. <laughs> I can prove it. Your name's on the poster." So he's like, oh, okay, I was in this. Oh, yeah. You know, his handler goes, you were the teacher. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was the teacher. <laughs> it was really funny. So, yeah, so Malcolm McDowell and Tracy Lawrence and Ray Wise were the three celebrities that I got signatures from this year. Oh, and I got another one from William Zaska because I was given a Johnny Lawrence uh, Funko Pop doll while I was there. So I got him to sign it real quick. But, you know, he was kind of, this was my third encounter with William Zaka, and this one, he was kind of an asshole. Oh, I shouldn't say that, should I? I'm sorry. But he was. He was kind of mean. He actually did this. You know, I, I, he, I asked him if he read the script, and he said he did. But he said that he, they actually did a, a studio version of something. I was like, I knew that, actually, that they had. Uh, but he said, we did a real script uh, or a real show. And I'm like, you know, don't call it real, dude. That's not very nice. 
you know, we're independent filmmakers. We do what we can. We don't have any money. We know that, you know, it was just, it, it seemed like he was looking down on us because we're lower on the totem food chain food money wise. I don't know. So I, I, I was really bummed with my encounter with William Zabka this time around. I don't know if he realized he came across that way or not this time, but it was still William Zabka and Martin Cove. Uh, Aaron, you got to smoke cigarettes and bitch about the Oscars with Martin Cove. Did you not? Yes, I did. Um, when I got back, it was Sunday night after the Super Bowl because I went somewhere for the Super Bowl. And when I got back, I went to the smoking area. And, of course, he, him and William Zabka were flirting with some hot girls. But after William went inside, like Martin Cove and I ended up talking for something like 45 minutes. He's a voting member of the Academy. And <laughs> uh, he's kind of the old fogey vote, I guess. That's what the... We called it because he was complaining about things like Lady Bird be, and Get Out being nominated and um, said that only things like Dr. Zivago, like big epics, that's what he wants, deserves. But uh, you know, know, he was I, great. I wish I'm, there were more films. I wish there were more films like Casablanca, but they don't make them anymore. No, they don't. I mean, they do, but not the same. But, uh, no, I mean, we were approached by a homeless guy at one point who wanted to sing for us. And he's like, are you guys a couple or friends? And he was like, this is my friend. She's from Virginia. I kind of felt special. <laughs> he's always a very nice guy. I've met in Carton Cove a couple of times. I didn't get a chance to talk to him this year at this event. I, I feel weird, though, because, you know, I'm starting to overlap with some of these guys. Because now I've seen, I've met Martin, I've been at the same show with William Zach and Martin Cove three times where he's been at, they've been at different shows that I've been at, which is kind of funny. So I, I was like, William Zach recognized me this time. I go, I promise I'm not stalking you. We're just working the same events. You know? <laughs> so, you know, it's just kind of how it works. Uh, so, and, and the vendors were all our warm, uh, you know, familiar faces that we see every year and our, and they, and I want to say, I, Queenie, this was one of those shows where the, all the vendors were making bank. I was so right. pleased. Saturday was a good day across the board. Every single vendor I talked to said, yeah, Saturday was awesome. Uh, so cool. uh, the vinegar syndrome table said they did particularly well on Saturday. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, and I'm really glad to see that everyone was getting, there was a little commerce going on on the main floor. A little bit less of uh, independent filmmakers this year. We were missing some of my favorite vendors. That way, Unearthed Films wasn't there this year. Unearthed Films is usually the one that releases yeah. things like Circus of the Dead and the American Guinea Pig series and things like that. They weren't there this year. I uh, missed them quite a bit. Uh, even though I did see Stephen Barrow, he was there. Um, or was it James Bickert? It might have been James Bickert. No, Barrow wasn't there. James no. Bickert was there. Was yeah, Bickert. I was getting ready to say. Yeah. I, I did see Bickert. I didn't see Barrow. Barrow wasn't there. And neither was Billy Pond. He was missed. Uh, Bobby Easley, was, who's been on our show uh, for uh, the stop animation, uh, you know, the Devil Dogs of Kilo Company. He wasn't there this year. We missed him. But I do want to give him a shout-out because Belly Timber, which I saw, which I saw the trailer for, Two days of the day ago, dropped. Guess what? On VO Day, what day? Today, right now, today. Ooh. So you can watch Bill. You can watch Belly Timber right now on Amazon Prime. So get off the air. Go watch Belly Timber. It's a historical cannibal piece. 
which I'm always in a root for. So nice, low budget. Bobby Easley is a really nice guy. I like him a lot. Uh, the other movie that dropped today, um, much bigger independent release, is Victor Crowley, also dropped on Blu-ray. So two big horror releases today. Go check out Belly Timber and Victor Crowley, uh, and uh, everyone should be happy. Uh, speaking of Victor Crowley, uh, I went to the Ray Wise panel cleaning, and during yeah. the Ray Wise panel, uh, Ray, you know, Ray Wise was in Digging of the Marrow, which is Adam Green's movie. And they talked, someone mentioned it, so he started talking about it. And then he said that Adam Green owed him $2,400. So I tweeted, because <laughs> I tweet with Adam Green occasionally. I whipped out my phone and I very rarely tweet. You know, I'm not a Twitter person, but I tweeted. I yeah. go, hey, I'm in the Ray Wise panel at Days of the Dead Atlanta, uh, Adam Green. Um, he says you owe him money, and Adam Green woke me back and said, "Oh, he owes me more than that." <laughs> so I don't know why I thought, but anyway, I was really—I never do things like that. So I was in a very wise panel, and I got and I tweeted with Adam Green during the panel, and I was geeking out on that. I'm like, do 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 do, this is awesome. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, that was a good panel. I enjoyed that panel. Uh, got listen to Ray Wise. He has a great career. Uh, he talked about uh, doing the special effects on RoboCop, which made me giddy because um, in RoboCop, his friend is the one that gets melted, and he has to hold on to him as he's melting at the very end of the movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, and yep, he talked, yep. yeah, and, yeah. And he also talked about, the, the scene where they had to kill Murphy, which was shot in pickups after the movie, and how a lot of that was an animatronic armature that would move around. And, uh, and he said it was, like, real and creepy, and I'm like, cool. You know, so they actually made a, a, a real, like, armature of Peter Weller that could move and look like it was being shot um, for that sequence. So, and, you know, it was a really good panel. Nice to hear Way Wise talk and, and then get his signature, and he's really, really sweet to his fans. I thought he was one of the nicer people I met. Um, the nicest person I met was Ernie Hudson, who gave me a free photo. <laughs> but, um, but everybody was really nice. All the, you know, except for my, my sour encounter with William Zabka, all the, vend, all, the, all the guests were as nice as they always are at these things. And Dave of the Dead is always Matthew a Willard. Matthew Willard was absolutely the best. I mean, we went up to Matthew Lillard, and the first thing I noticed was that he spends at least three minutes with every single person, like engaging with them, making sure that like he has a meaningful connection with each and every person. And that was fantastic. And when he got to to me, you know, <laughs> he like ended up hugging me like four or five different times and just squeezing me. And he's like, "You're so soft. You hug well. I'm just gonna hold on to you." You. <laughs> And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I unfortunately did not get to see Matthew Lillard because he was in the direct opposite panel to my panel, um, Women of Independent Horror. Uh, so I, I had uh, Erin, and you can talk, she can talk about the panel here, um, go see the panel, and uh, her sister took some photos and then went over to that panel too because fucking Matthew Lillard. And I, if I wasn't doing that panel, that's where I would have been. Uh, but good news is, Queenie, the passes to um, Matthew Willard is going to be at Texas Frightmares. So I get to see him anyway. So I don't get to miss him. Ha. So, yay. He's I'm so, so happy about that. Sweet. I, I, I know. Adore him. Absolutely adore Everyone him. says that. 
Everyone says that he's one of the best. He's like him and Kane Hoddard have a reputation for being excellent convention guests. And, and, and the stories that come around Matthew Litter, Texas Frightmares has had him a couple of times, and they love him there. They love him. Uh, he, I guess this will be like his third time back, actually. Maybe. I think it might be three. Yeah, yeah I have to look that one up. Of the, so, one, of the uh, first, one of the first things he said at his panel was that he loves coming to these shows, and it's because of us that he gets to keep his lights on and feed his kids. So thank you. <laughs> Aw. Did he talk about Serial Mom? Um, he talked very briefly about Serial Mom. I don't recall. Somebody mentioned something about Serial Mom. But, uh, no, it was mostly about, you know, he kind of teaches and um, SLC Punk he covered. Um, he, he, of course, talked about Scream. Um, but, you know, just a few things. I was basically just kind of starstruck and then just watching everything he did because he was so entertaining. He's also tall. Like, like uh, I did not expect it. I He is super tall. I was like, holy crap. He's, I can barely see up there. There's clouds and birds flying over his head. Like, I, I was really surprised at that, actually, because he doesn't look like that, assuming, on camera. He always looks kind of wiry and geek-like, right? Oh, my God. He, I did watch him do some encounters with kids, because, like I said, there were some kids there, because they were there to see Matthew Lillard, because he plays Shaggy. And, and they were, oh, he was so so good at kid encounters. Oh my God. I watched him and I was just like, that's a master at work right there. That's a fine porcelain doll right there. Don't well, he said that. he's got three kids of his own. So, you know, that's, that's, that's dad work. <laughs> yeah. He, he knows what he's doing. It, uh, so I can't wait to meet him at Texas Frightmares. I'll get a chance to actually meet him this time. Hopefully knock on wood. And, uh, you know, uh, but I'm glad that I, I told I him, my I told him, I told him I had fibromyalgia and, and that, you know, I, I smoke weed to help. And he was like, that's why I'm going to keep holding on to you. You're one high little motherfucker, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and speaking of movies, they also showed Scream there. Uh, and uh, the room was packed. I walked into the scream, uh, scream uh, screening, which is Night Owl Theater, which is a horror-hosted TV show, right, that used to air. And, uh, wow, I couldn't believe it was the room was packed. And it was like, even to this day, people watch that film and love it. It's kind of amazing. Um, the film program wasn't as good as other years. There wasn't as many films. Uh, the Etheria Film Festival was there. Stacey Pippi brought that back, which, of course, is always good. Uh, the, she showed 10 shorts today directed by women above the line. Uh, and that was pretty awesome as usual. And my friend, Michael Lombardo, who was there in attendance, I kind of convinced him to come down and he became, uh, he, he had such a great time. And I'm so glad that I got to hang out with Mike this at days of the dead this year. Uh, he showed his movie. I'm dreaming of a white doomsday queenie. I got to see it. The, 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 post-apocalyptic Christmas road meets grave of fireflies movie. I, I don't even want to tell you what happens in this film because the last 20 minutes are kind I know of a big film. reveal. <laughs> yeah. I know this film. It's very, it's, it, it, he it's, went there and I give him balls. I, he gives it balls for that. He, I give Mike a lot of credit for going there because 
what his movie is not going to be marketable to pe- some people ever, like ever, ever, ever. <laughs> There's going to be some people that are going to hate that film forever. Us horror geeks aren't going to hate it, and he's been accepted to a bunch of festivals. So congratulations, Mike Lombardo. Nightmares Film Festivals. Uh, his actress won Best Actress there in Columbus. We mentioned that before in Columbia, in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and Days of the Dead. I think all the days he got into all the Days of the Dead. So um, he, you're going to see his movie around. So keep an eye on it for it. So hooray, hooray. Um, so that was good. I also got to see uh, Brian uh, Williams' uh, Space Babes from Outer Space. I'm sure you might have heard about that. Uh, starring Ellie, uh, one of our favorites on the sexy, which is Ellie Church. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a sex comedy, so it's like a space alien porn film with no porn in it. So it's basically what it is. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, you good. Know, <laughs> yeah, I'll watch well, it. Oh, there's you would watch it. Oh, let's just say you would watch it and you would watch it on repeat, especially this one I sequence would. where they have to generate energy with their boobs. Okay. It's pretty, yeah. it's kind of an amazing moment. Um, you know, so mm. It's very silly. I, I bought the t-shirt because the t-shirt's awesome. And Ellie Church is awesome in it because it's Ellie Church. I really like her. Uh, her and Tristan Risk was in a movie called Maniac together, and they were pretty good together. And they've also worked together on uh, what was the one, uh, Frankenstein Created Bikers. They were both in that film, too. So Ellie Church has been around for actually a little while, uh, you know. Um, yeah. It, yep. I, I like yep. her quite a bit. Um, now, the DP on – Space Babes from Out of Space is a person named Scott Shermer. Scott Shermer also directed two films that have some note in our community. One was Found, about the uh, two brothers and the teenage and the younger teenage brother thinks the older teenage brother might be a serial killer and finds a head in a bowling ball bag in the closet. And, well, it goes from there. It's a pretty darn good film. I, actually, one of my favorites in the last few years. Um, and there's a sub-film in that movie which is supposed to be a gross-out zombie movie called Headless, and they actually made a feature of that, and he's directed that too. I actually have not seen Headless. Uh, but that DP, he also did the, he was the DP on Space Babes from Outer Space, and he will be on our show on our next episode, which will be, I believe, the 20th? I believe it is the 20th of, uh, of February. So whatever the two Tuesdays are from now. Yeah, 20th of February. So Scar cool. Shimmer will be on to talk about found space babes from outer space and uh, uh, headless and his new film, Batman, who's coming out. Oh, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Look for that. Um, meantime, though, so I uh, saw space babes from outer space, and it's been playing around in the festival circuit for quite a while now. So I'm actually kind of surprised it finally landed the Days of the Dead. But I'm glad I saw it, and it was very cute and silly. You know, like I said, lots of boobs. Like, it takes place mostly in a strip club. And so, you know, various states of undress. And, and you know, there's schlocky monsters and funny gag jokes and dialogue. You know, it's okay, I'm sold. <laughs> huh? I'm sold. <laughs> you can You're stop sold? talking. Yeah, I'm yeah. sold. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, look, look for it. It's, uh, it does make its rounds, and I have a feeling okay. it's going to get a distribution deal very soon. Uh, the, I, yeah, what's Atomic Cotton did a, a it's done a small batch produce pr- pr- uh, small batch T-shirt for Space Babes, and that's what I bought. I always buy 
shirts from Atomic Cotton. I always buy shirts from Pizza Party Printing. I got a badass never-ending story shirt this year from them. Um, I bought Ooh. some books. I was uh, I bought a bunch of stuff from the Vinegar Scissor table because I Erin Marie was the one that found it. So she's flipping Facebook and. Uh, there's a scavenger hunt that says if you go spend money at the vinegar syndrome table, the first 10 people get a free pass to the next day's of the dead show. And I was like, well, I'm going to be in Charlotte anyways, and I was going to buy a shit ton of stuff off the vinegar syndrome table, and I might as well go down and do that, right? So that's exactly what I did. So I got two co- – I, I bought Corpse Grinders and gave a copy to Erin Marie. So that's a movie about grinding dead people into uh, cat food. So, you know, pleasant. And I bought you her. What, sweetie? To put better use for dead bodies. Oh, you know, you got to do something with it. Might as well feed my cat. So, (laughs) you know, um, and I bought Orgies of the Dead because it was just a really, uh, which is the Edwin movie. I I just, it's just one of those films that I don't really watch, but occasionally you need need it. I can't explain. Like, I just like, I got to show this dance. So, you know, so now I have it in case I need it. it it's not even that I watch it. I just need it around the house to have a copy. I'm weird like that. Uh, I also bought some Herschel Gordon Lewis sex movies. I haven't decided if I'm going to keep those or not. I might give them away as a, as a present or maybe even on the show as a giveaway. I haven't decided that yet. Um, I bought them out of kind of like a, a shout out to James Harris because get this, Queenie, this one's going to blow your mind, Okay. All okay. you know, James Harris was my uh, James Harris was my boy. That's why I'm talking a lot nope. about vinegar syndrome this weekend because one of the things that came to light during this is that vinegar syndrome that they opened a retail space in Connecticut, Bridgeport. Uh, they are actually um, selling the James Harris film collection for Nicole Harris. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah. That's so bring it back to home. Yeah, bring it back to home. You know, oh, yeah. we don't realize uh, they're doing a lot of good up there. I want to give a shout-out to James and Brandon Upson, up, Upson up in uh, Connecticut for being such generous people and doing that. Because she had, like, I, I knew it was going to be a problem when he died, that the, like this huge collection of stuff. And I'm not just talking about movies. Yeah. Memorabilia, one sheets, mm-hmm. scripts, posters, more films. VHS tapes. It just keeps going and going. He had a huge, huge wow. of stuff, and in the basement, and all a lot of it is worth some, nothing. A lot, some one or two of those pieces are worth a lot. Uh, you know, he, he, he was uh, you know he was a hunter finder when it comes to some you know he would specifically look titles up. Uh, so I, I've got the pleasure of you know playing around in his collection a few times. You know, there's pictures of James and I fooling around in his basement, taking pictures of us holding VHS boxes. Oh, look at this clam. Look at this clam. You know, <laughs> you know things like that. But uh, I digress. So, you know, uh, so, wow, like the whole world comes back to Doc Terror, James Harris, and how much we all fucking miss him. So, it's you true. know, I, uh, it's been a long year without him. I, I mean, the badness. He was one of the good ones. And everyone says that when someone dies. But no, he really was one of the fucking good no, ones. he really was. He was good. Yeah. He was, There's he very was, few people in the world who are really like that. Yeah. It's, I, I'm not even one of the good ones. And I know I'm not. You know? Right? He was. Right? I know I'm one of the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been I'm working not one on of the good ones at all. 
I, you know, Google gobble one of us. No, I'm definitely not one right. of them. So, well, I'm really, really so bummed evil. that the blast didn't work. I'm like still looking at it going, I don't think I can get it to reload. Sorry. I was like, yeah. I don't know if I can, if I, if I can, pull, I've never tried pulling away from the board and seeing if I can like do stuff other than I've never tried to upload a sound clip while I was on air. I don't know what would happen if I did that. So I'm kind of afraid to try again. Yeah. I can understand I that. Trust, I get problems like that myself, trust, you know? I don't trust blog talk enough, you know? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's wonky, maybe, man. It's a little primitive. <laughs> well, may, maybe just maybe if it doesn't work now on our next episode, it will, uh, it will, um, I'll be able to use it then, even though it was supposed to be the opening to this fucking one. And it was so good, too. I got the whole room to go, woo! You know? And it oh, wow. Like there was a room full of people. And there was a room full of That's people. So cool. It was awesome. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Uh, so we're actually, um, it's almost 945. We're actually waiting for the girl ladies of the panel to call. Uh, they should be here any moment, and then uh, we will uh, continue our talk with Days of the Dead and talk about specifically about the Women in Horror panel uh, and what exactly. it entailed. Uh, if you want to see it now, it is already posted. Uh, it is posted. It's not posted in the Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches page. I actually have to upload it directly to that, and I'll do that very soon. I do have copy, uh, but it is posted on my personal profile. You can easily find it. Uh, my friend Whitney Fair recorded it for us while we were there, and I want to thank Whitney for recording it and then give me – not only did he post it to Facebook, he gave me the file. So I, I thank you for that. Uh, so we have, we have proof that this thing actually existed. So I'm going to bring on my first guest. Hello, you're on with the Sexy Witches. Who am I speaking Well, with? hello, it's Vanessa. Vanessa, hello. Hello, Vanessa. Hi. You're on with the Sexy Witches. This is Liz Gray. This is e or EKG, the head huntress. Uh, and this is Erin Marie, the sexy porn witch. Say hello, Erin. She was hello, at the show with hello. me. Hello, guys. Hello. hello. And on the West Coast is my sexy werewitch, oh. this Queenie Todd. So say Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Woof, so woof. Great. Hello Welcome. <laughs> yes. So I'm the give werewolf. us just a moment. <laughs> I got one more person to co- co- bring on right now, so just hold the line just for a moment, and I will bring on, and sure. I know who the other person is now. So, hello, Miss Hansen. You're on with the sexy witches. Hooray! Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> We got some hello to do. All right. So with me is my sexy porn witch co-host, Erin Marie. Hello. And and then on the West Coast, I have Queenie Todd, who's my sexy werewitch. Hello. (laughs) And then we have, of course, and you've met Vanessa Ionta Wright uh, on the panel, who's with us as well. On occasion. On occasion, I'm here. I think you guys may may have collaborated sometimes occasionally. We're kind of together, right? Occasionally. Oh, yep. That's what I do with my 
Yeah, so great. So uh, this is going to, we're going to change kids. We've been talking about, I don't know if you guys were listening to the show, we were talking about our personal shenanigans while we were working on uh, at the show and some of the most bigger things that happened to us. But the biggest thing that happened to me so far this year, and it's only February, was being invited to moderate. Uh, this was the first time that they actually asked people to come that were not part of the actual festival to moder- guest moderate panels. And they invited me to moderate the Women of Independent Horror Panel at 2 o'clock on Saturday, Days of the Dead, right opposite Matthew Lillard's panel. Ah! Uh, actually, <laughs> yes. so and you did I an was... amazing job, too. Oh, you well, did. You did you. a great job. But, uh, the turnout was amazing. I, I was like, I looked at the room, and I'm like, this is the biggest turnout I've seen in this room, except for the, uh, the um, Dirty Dirty Con Con show. That was the only time that I saw that room that was that full and I was like whoa that's amazing considering we were against Matthew Willard I was very impressed and I think it has and it's because of the quality of the panel I am sure so and you guys so thank you for coming on the show thank you for being on my panel and of course we also want to thank who's not and who's not here Stacey Pippi of the Ethereal Film Festival was also on the panel and my girl Dana Nosk who's been on the show before, uh, and uh, she was also on the panel. Everyone rocked it. You guys dropped the mic. It was a badass time. So <laughs> let's bring it out to my guest here. Which one would like to start, Vanessa or Lynn? You guys can pick. Uh, I stay uh, it Vanessa. doesn't matter to me. Well, okay, oh. but yes, I'll go. <laughs> okay, so Vanessa said she'll go? I couldn't. Okay, I couldn't tell which one he said yes. <laughs> it's my headphones. They, they they make my ears all sticky. Okay, so Vanessa, this was your very mm-hmm. first panel. Like you've never done one before. No, no, it was my first. Mm-hmm. Have, I was a panel virgin. But I've seen you've been to them, right? Uh, I've been to a few. It's funny. I actually. Days of the Dead was my first horror convention. I'd never been to one of those before either. Um, I went really? last year for like a day, didn't know where I was going, didn't know anybody, just kind of like roamed around in circles. And then I actually was there the whole weekend kind of representing the fest and doing the panel. So, yeah, there was a lot of firsts. Um, oh, so, so you got your cherry popped over and over again by days. Yes, <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What a festival to start your career in conventioneering on, because uh, Days of the Dead is one of my favorites. Uh, for I would assume a bunch of re- odd reasons that you have now discovered. So tell me, as never really being part of this scene before, because I've been part of the scene. Lynn has been part of the scene in some ways because of herself and uh, her husband Jeff Strand also. Uh, overlaps with with me because he does horror author stuff and scares that cares is one of those events he does uh so you know there's overlap there uh but you have no overlap so what is it like to walk into this scene kind of cold kind of new not only your your this is your first full weekend but it's your first panel Mm -hmm. uh tell me what was your experience like and i know you weren't alone I actually saw you having breakfast that morning, following morning, and you were so adorable. But we, I didn't want to bother you. So, <laughs> yes, I had my entire family with me, um, minus my husband who was working. But um, it was it was a great experience. I mean, it was very welcoming. Um, I think the horror community in general tends to be very welcoming and open. And I mean, it was just a ton of fun. Uh, 
I loved doing the panel. It was nice being up there with everybody. I think it. I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm losing words, but I mean, overall, I would just say it was a really, really positive experience, and I would do it again and again. Well, I, I thought I was actually really in shock, honestly, that you hadn't done a panel before because I had actually, like, even though I knew Dana and I knew Lynn through reputation, but I knew you too. So I actually, so I was kind of like in an odd way kind of starstruck by all of you because I kind of knew who you guys were and I know they were on the edge of your, of your, of your, of, you know, your guys are kind of on the pulse of what's going to happen and I was like, oh, it's so cool. But I had no idea that you were that, that green to this. And, 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 oh, yeah. and you, also, you also said that you, you're my age when you did your first feature or, or you know, or uh, your first film. It, it, was a, it was a short. But, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I kind of took some, some time off after I got married and had children and, you know, really just kind of wanted to focus on being a mom and, as they started getting a little bit older, I started kind of coming back to, to writing and, you know, I had entered um, some screenplays in a few festivals, which is actually where I met Samantha Kolesnik, who is my business partner. And, you know, we're very, very tenacious women. And we both were like, you know what, let's, let's do this. Let's just start making films and not, you know, everything else will fall into place. And I, end, I had the opportunity through Stephen King's Dollar Babies program to adapt one of his short stories, and I figured that would be the way to kind of jump off and get going. Which I've seen, That's by the way. Which, Thank you for story. sharing oh. that with me. I, yeah. I do have a question about your monster, though. What do you think it is exactly in your mind? The monster? Yeah, your monster. Um, well, you know, it's funny. It was so literally given in in the short story that he writes and mm-hmm. so it, so it's always been that thing in my mind because that's what was given to me but when we did the film I really wanted it to like we did not want to reveal the monster we you know really wanted to leave it up to the audience um, to kind of determine what what this this thing or this force was that was keeping these people trapped and that it was deadly um you know, I mean, I guess, spoiler alert, it's killer frogs. And when you read the story, it came, it comes off a little bit humorous and quirky and there's a campiness to it. And we could have definitely gone that route with it. But I was like, what if we really tried to make this very dramatic and dark and, and really built on suspense and we don't give away what, you know, the monster is? Uh- it was pretty cool. It's it's a very very somber piece to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, so I, I just like that's cool. So you you're making these films now. You're on panels, and uh, we're gonna get back to you in just a minute, Vanessa. I'm gonna move on to Lynn yeah. for a few, and then we're gonna talk more about the pan- being on the panel in general and what we were talking about on the panel. So sure. uh, so Lynn, this isn't your first panel. Yeah. I know this isn't your first I'm panel. Uh, you're, yeah, this was not your first panel that I know. I thought it's I saw you on not. before, I've but been be- on a gazillion panels over the years. Before yeah. I was a filmmaker, I, I, I was a novelist, and uh, so I've, I've, my very first panel that I was ever on 
was at a convention in Tampa called the Necronomicon, and uh, it's and but I've been uh, we uh, both my husband and I we travel all over all year long to different uh, film festivals and writers conferences and uh, keep crazily busy and talk to as many folks as we can. And so. So you're having a, a completely different experience than Vanessa here because Vanessa's brand new to it. This is like old hat. Matter of fact, you you were taking command of the uh, like you were just like yeah I got this and you were sitting next to Lucifer <laughs> and just rocking it. Um, so um, so how what was it like to uh, compared to other like conventions? What kind what is Days of the Dead to you? Have you do, you, do you, have you done this show before or is this new to you? I have not, and what I loved about it, because I'm relatively new to Atlanta. Uh, we moved here in July from Florida, where I had lived for over 20 years, and uh, what I loved about the vibe of Days of the Dead was it just felt felt comfortable. It felt like a, a community oh. in a way that um, that that for example the necronomicon the very the the festival the convention that was my very first panel that was a community right and but here to feel this and it's so devoted to horror and yet uh, everybody was so open and friendly and i spent most of the convention just talking to folks meeting new folks talking to old friends and just having an absolute blast well, it, it, I always enjoy this one. It, it's a little edgier than some of the other ones I do. Uh, like, Scares of Cares tends to be extremely, like, family-oriented. Uh, you know, it, it, this one is a little bit on the day-drinking shenanigans side of things. But at the same time, the show the show itself is actually extremely good. I, I, I love the layout of Days of the Dead. I was saying this earlier, how you can easily bounce between all three main rooms without much time in between. So you, you don't miss anything. I, I'm able to catch ends of panels, um, you know, if I have overlap. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And I thought the blue room, they moved it to the back end of the hallway, and I was kind of worried about that this year because last year it was on the other side of the film festival. Uh, and, uh, well, it ended up not mattering because the room was still full the entire time, and I was so pleased about that to see Nathan uh, get that room. Uh, it was fantastic to see the room uh, 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 filled up the whole time and, and to walk into that and see everybody in there to see you guys. It just made me so giddy, and the panel went well. Um, so, uh, let's talk about like what we were talking about on the panel. We don't have to repeat things we said, people can watch it, but the types of things we were talking about on the panel, um, even some of the more fun things, like we talk, first of all, we started and talked about the blood drives, which I'm going to hold off on the blood drives a little bit. Cause I'm going to bring one more person in for that. Cause uh, we're bringing in Michelle Nash sure. from uh, Seattle who also did a, a, a short for the blood drive. So, you know, because this is Women in Horror Months, and she'll be on in about 10, 15 minutes here. Um, but, like, the other stuff we talked about, talk about, like, uh, Lynn Hansen's Make a Film Like a Girl hashtag, uh, Stacey Pippi's Materia Film Festival, and, of course, uh, you know, what it's like to shoot films on a non-existent budget. 
and <laughs> get people to take seriously. I was having my own issues. I was working out. I did this weird question about confidence, which I think was more of a statement on myself than, than mm-hmm. actually the panel. But I, I often feel like as a filmmaker, as a film critic even, you know, I've been writing as a film critic and make writing reviews on a semi-regular basis for now about 10 years. And, you know, I sometimes feel like, you know, I can write something really drivelous and crappy and people will read it, but I write something thoughtful about a film. Like, I gave a B- minus once to the film 300, and you think I would have shot a puppy? You know, I, you know <laughs> to the point where, pe- where people will troll me to the point, they were trolling me to the point of calling me really horrible things. It was like, I gave oh, it a wow. B-, minus. I didn't hate it. I just didn't think it was all that, you know, it was like, you know, things like, I'm lucky though. I, a lot of other people have had a lot worse than me. Uh, I, that, I, I have never really had any major issues. And I think like a lot of it has to do with the horror community. The whole community aren't trolls like some of the pop culture, other film fandoms that we come across occasionally. They're out there though. <laughs> oh, they, they are. You'll still find trolls. Oh, there's trolls everywhere. But go ahead, Lynn. Um, well, I think I think that the horror community is one of the most welcoming, inclusive, kind, give the shirt off your back to somebody else kinds of people. I mean, it's uh, I've uh, through the years I've I've written books in many different genres and um, and and hung out in different communities uh, and. The horror writers, those are my people forever. Um, and I just, because there is a feeling of compassion, I guess. I think when you work, mm-hmm. when you when you indulge in kind of the dark side, you become very aware of what, uh, how far things can go. And you become very appreciative of the lighter side of life. And that's why I think horror fans are awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of uh, types of horror fans. There's some people that come and use it as a way to de- deal with their own catharsis. Uh, Queenie would arguably say that that's why she watches horror is to work out her own demons. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, yep. um, I, I work I to an extent. I also do that, but I actually come at it from the other approach of like, it's one of the last frontiers of storytelling that you can do anything, any type of subject. doesn't matter what it mm-hmm. is. You can talk about anything as, as a horror geek. Uh, any, any, there's no such thing as a taboo subject. Uh, every film is valid to a point, even if, we don't li- even if you don't like the film, there's going to be some valid point to it from the silliest slasher all the way across to the Serbian film. You know, there's something of value and, you know, there's sub, there's so much in between. Like there, there's, there's this beyond, I you know, think I, would, I would not agree with that. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't go for think it. There is something of value in every film. I, I think, I think well, that. I, I think you're right, but let me let, say it this way. Even the greatest, most famous director, if you go down into their collection of horror fil- of films and boil it down to, like, their earliest work, there's either a documentary or a horror film in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where you get yeah. your start. So, <laughs> so yeah. no. 
I believe me. I watched. I've watched the video nasties. There's some terrible movies in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but I kind of I I guess I'm a bad person to say that too because I love the bad movies. I absolutely adore bad movies, <laughs> and you know, not bad movies like The Room. I'm, I'm sick of giving Tommy my own money. But you know, bad movies <laughs> like Ed Wood. Or Corpse Grinders, or Orgies of the Dead, you know, you know, uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis films, you know, things like that. Exploitation. Well, I think Jack it's Hill. So, it's so subjective. I mean, I really do. I think there's an audience for every film, you know. Um, uh, okay, you know, because I mean, I'm. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Keep going. That was somebody else. I don't know what that was. No, I think that was Lynn. Okay. Was it Lynn? You just got a bunch in there, ladies. Don't be afraid. <laughs> this is like this is like <laughs> these '90s hotline calls. Do you remember the party lines in the '90s where you had live people? I remember the party lines. Yeah, those, oh, that's how my we do it on Yeah, I, I ran up her my grandmother's phone bill and got in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is exactly what this is all about. So you're welcome to punch in and cut each other off. Just remember, there's like a like a half a second delay on your talk. Other than that, this is this is rapid fire. So if you have something to say <laughs> and you want to follow up, just do it. Go for it. I I'm just listening to all the stories. Space. Yeah, <laughs> I'm listening to the stories. They're good. <laughs> oh, you always listen. Oh, Queenie always loves listening to the stories. She's got stories to tell too. She just she's too shy to tell them sometimes. We need to encourage Queenie to write more. And she's her editing yes. is fabulous. So yeah. Queenie, you oh, must yeah. write more. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so let's go on a head uh, on track. a track. Uh, Where are we? I'm gonna go I'm gonna bring it back to, to Lynn here because I also one of the things we talked about in particular is her hashtag, make film like a girl. So why don't you talk about Make Film Like a Girl? And you were giving out the buttons, and that ended up being kind of like a secondary motto this year at Days of the Dead. Oh, yay. Uh, it's Make Films Like a Girl, and I actually have um, a uh, Facebook page uh, called Make Films Like a Girl. And uh, essentially the goal of the page is just to showcase uh, women working behind the behind the camera. So it's not all horror; it's all genres. But it could be a, a a director or a cinematographer or an art director or a producer or a writer, anybody who works behind the scenes. Because I think that ultimately you need to see role models. You need to see people like you doing what you want to do to say, "Oh wait, well if she did it, I can do it." And I think that I think that is so important. And that right now, um, in addition to make films like a girl, uh, every Friday there is now uh, Female Filmmaker Friday, also a hashtag, um, uh, that is a global initiative where women uh, filmmakers post pictures of them do, doing what they do. And uh, I think that that I think that ultimately that kind of visibility will help a lot encourage the next generation to make awesome films and, and not be um, put off uh, or, or trepidatious. Just go for it because that's how films get done. I, I was definitely enjoying the make a film like a girl pins, especially because mine was given to me by Tracy Lords. 
and Tracy Lords <laughs> gave that to me saying that you gave her two with the deal that she give away one. And she said, well, I'll decide who to give it to. And it was me. I got yours. So Aww. thank you, Lynn. Trace, that you gave me an encounter with one of my favorite actresses, Tracy Lords, through your pins. So I geeked out on that too. And there's just someone that makes films like a girl. Uh, as Tracy Lords in front and behind the camera. I, I want to say something, follow up that about showing pictures of females doing things that we, that, you know, you know, showing them directing, editing, doing above the line work that isn't acting. I, I want to say I love women in hormones quite a bit. And a lot of my male friends support it pretty much wholeheartedly. And I really appreciate that. I don't want to diss on them that much, but and this is coming from some of my closest blogging friends. They're sharing, you know, women in horror, but they're, all they're doing is sharing actresses and hot sexy mm. poses. And, and, and I have no issues with those actresses and the hot sexy poses. That's not it. That's not what this is about because, you know, they have a place. In, there's a lot of amazing actresses in horror. Uh, you know, Linnea Clig- Cligley is one of the coolest people on the planet. And no, God knows that she's never not posed sexy in any photo in her entire life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just that that's all I'm saying. You know, I'm just seeing actresses. I'm just seeing scream queens and, you know, and people in true blood. And, you know, I, I, I would like to see more. I'd like to see them also posting pictures of Marion Heron because I know they're huge fans of hers. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I would like to see pictures like that, you know, coming from my, my male blogging colleagues a little bit more because we do need to see those things. I, I never saw a female director uh, growing up, all my favorite directors were George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. You know, I I didn't mm-hmm. even know to think that women would do that stuff. You know, I always just like, you know, assumed that the Hollywood system had these set amount of people. Now, I was a kid geek way in the back. So in my brain, I knew how the studio system worked. So I just assumed that, you know, there was always going to be like five people that do all the films. That's what I always thought right. for a long time. And I would never be able to even be remotely part of it, you know. So it's not true. It's not true at all. So there's right. room for everybody. That's awesome. So, Vanessa, well, and, and if what are you doing? Looking for, if people are looking for alternate uh, Women in Horror Month inclusive kinds of uh, programming and sharing, uh, on Facebook it's uh, slash Women in Horror Month. They're sharing all the different events, all the different uh, blood drive PSAs as they come along, all of the different uh, profiles and showcases for women in film all through the month. And that's a wonderful place to get writers and artists and, and everybody who works within horror uh, as, a, as a woman to see how uh, to see some of the some of the to showcase some of their work. So it's uh, Facebook.com slash Women in Horror Month. Yeah, it's all over there. We this is a, this has been going on for a few years now, almost as long as I've been on Facebook. Women in Horror Month has existed, uh, and, and it's not really like a, official events. It's like you know, even though it is official events, a lot of people do a lot of satellite events just because they're trying to celebrate. It's more of a a collection of movement than an actual like uh, organized. Yeah. 
uh, a, a group of things. So there is a lot of organization, like the blood drive PSAs and, you know, things. It, it's lots, it's just a big chaotic ball of awesome. That's what it really is. And, and I really appreciate it. And there's, it's an organism. You know, and not to it mention, takes care of itself. <laughs> kind of does. So uh, let's talk frivolous, my favorite frivolous question. What's our favorite? And we talked about this real briefly on the panel, but let's talk about it again. We're going to talk with Vanessa. Vanessa, what is one of your favorite horror films with a woman in an above-the-line position other than actress uh, in uh, uh, what, what movie would that be? Um, well, it's funny because on the panel, you know, I had said the, the Babadook because I really do just love that film. Um, but there are so many. And, you know, yours, I know, is uh, Ravenous, which I yes, honestly Ravenous. always, Ugh. for whatever reason, forget about. But it was brilliant and I loved it. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to steal it back and go with those two. <laughs> well, that's fine. I, I love Ravenous and I can talk about Ravenous all the time. Uh, I, I, you guys don't know my day job, but believe it or not, it is an archivist. Um, I actually like work in historical records and things like that. So, oh my God, is Ravenous in my wheelhouse? Like everything about Ravenous is in my wheelhouse. It's a period fiction piece, right? Because it takes place in this mm-hmm. isolated fort in the middle of nowhere. Um, Wendigos are one of my favorite monsters. I love Wendigos. I love cannibalism, like on that level, right? It, it, you know, where, where it's actually taking your soul. Like it's beyond even like a zombie. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I love the, the cast is like, like the most amazing cast. I mean, you got Brendan Carlyle yeah. and Guy. Guy Pierce and I love God. Guy Pierce has never been better, and I think, and even though Jeffrey Jones, it's a weird time period for Jeffrey Jones because this is his first film after he got out of prison. I don't know if you remember what happened. But oh my gosh, anyway, no! What happens? Like, I don't. I think I missed he, that news flash. Yeah, he his friend was using his server to download child porn. And he didn't oh. know it, that it was child porn, but he knew he was using it for porn. And so he got popped, too. And so he was let out. Oh. And, and she gave him this job because no one would give him work, the director wow. of Ravenous. Yeah, so there's, like, this odd positioning. So watching, knowing that and watching the movie, watch his performance. I mean, it is one of the darkest, weirdest performances I have ever seen. Uh, you know, even without that information, it's kind of an amazing performance. There's like so much about this film. I've di- you have to digress. I've dissected this film so much and I love it so much. <laughs> but you know, and I love the ending too. And the sound design is great. It's like just all cries of agony and weird noises. And anyway, so yeah, sorry. Revenant mm-hmm. is awesome. <laughs> I can it, talk about it, it is forever. Awesome. I should stop. Uh, Babadook is very good. I was really listening to the trailer today, and I always forget how cool the actual Babadook poem is. The poem is perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, so what draws you to and I, Babadook? I mean, I think, honestly, well, the story, but I think also just the overall aesthetic. Like, it's a beautiful film to watch, um, especially for a horror film, because I think, well, I don't know. I don't know what people think as far as what they look at stuff. But, I mean, it's so artfully done that, and, I mean, the the color, everything. And so I think just a lot of it that, that drew me into it was the aesthetic. 
Um, but it's so subtle in the way that it creates terror, and I love that. Now, here's a well, weird you know, question I, for you uh, about mm-hmm. Babadook, because I connected to the film as a parent, because a lot of it's about loss and grief and, and, yeah. and what you could potentially do to your own children. Um, yeah. I know a lot of single people that don't like the movie, but I know a lot of parents that really do and feel for this movie. How did you fall on it when it comes to um, the actual themes of, and, the, and the kid? Because the kid's kind of divisive. Some people like him and some yeah. people don't. Well, and I think I, I understand why I think a parent might connect more to this story because it's very relatable to kind of have those moments. Now, you know, you might not necessarily go to the extremes, you know, or even be dealing with the extreme of what is occurring in the film. But, um, you know, I mean, I think there, there are those moments that every parent kind of entertains briefly um, in moments of grief or frustration or difficulties or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, I think that makes it even scarier because you're seeing something that that feels very real. It does feel very real in that movie. So, Lynn, how about you? What what do you want? What what film would you contribute to this that I'll ramble on aimlessly about? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, also a big fan of the Babadook. One of the things that I got at Days of the Dead from uh, Pretty Fluky is I got a uh, Babadook uh, shirt, which was, uh, of course, uh, and uh, it was like, because it, it says Babadook, Duck, Duck on the back, and it has the book and, and the mom, and I was like, oh, I've got to have that. So that that was definitely my, my, uh, my Days of the Dead connection. But another film that I absolutely love is uh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And uh, it is one of the most gorgeous, films I've ever seen and there are images in there it's so precise in its in the way the images tell the story that there are images that just will haunt you forever and uh, and 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 I loved it it's such a uh, unique style and and a, and a very it's very uh, otherworldly it really felt like I was somewhere else in that movie. Like, even though it wasn't shot in, in Iran, it definitely felt like you were not in a place that you knew. And, and it leaves the whole piece being relatively unsettling. And I really, really love that about that film, even though it's very, very slow in its own way. But I loved that movie. Uh, it was perfect movie, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, what about the sexy witches? Do they have any follow-ups to this? I thought it should be mentioned that you know some of the really early classics were also directed by women, like Slumber Party Massacre. Um, okay. That was one of my favorites. I mean, it was just so is it really fun. considered a classic? <laughs> well, it would be now. It's eighty-two. Actually, I heard yeah, it's actually time one of the classic. I think it's classic. <laughs> I, I have it's actually never seen either one of the Subler Party movies. I haven't. I think there's three, right? I haven't seen any of them. It's like yeah, one of the few three. films on my list I haven't seen yet. So, um, though I do know the trailer. <laughs> so, um, I like 
it's a terrible movie, but it's also kind of awesome. Uh, Blood Diner. That's direct. That 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 mm-hmm. movie is like that, that. She directed like three films total. Same with the woman that made Ravenous. She dies not too long after she finishes Ravenous, which so we only get that movie and I think Mad Love. That was it. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, very interesting to double feature there uh so yeah. blood diner is that yeah oh hold on just a second uh aaron give us another movie or queenie give us another movie i gotta bow out and talk to michelle for a second so i'll be right back pet cemetery Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. that's a good one yeah exactly that is a good one <laughs> i just recently read the book because I had never read it. I'd seen the film, and it was one of those really? Stephen King books I had never read, and I just finished it like a month and a half ago. And I didn't realize, I mean, it is gut-wrenchingly sad. Like, at least <laughs> it was to me. I mean, I sobbed for a while. That whole oh, middle yeah. section, I was just like, I can't. It's burning. No, it, it kills you. It kills you when yeah. Gage gets hit. Oh, I can't even talk about it. Well. No, oh, I mean, and this is cemetery. coming from the jaded Stephen King person who's actually can handle directing Stephen King, and it's still getting to you. Oh, he always gets to me, always. I mean, I read Aww. stuff all the time. He, all Stevie, he knows. <laughs> I Aww, think that's the so second or third book I read of his. Salem's Lot was the first one. But um, I also wanted to mention Raw, which was the debut of um, oh, Julia. Yeah. Don't ask me to pronounce her name. But she's, you know, won critical awards for it, and it was a fabulous movie. Yep, I mean, the there's a lot of really, the really good things coming out. And written, uh, directed, helmed by women. I forgot about Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely directed by a woman. And, of course, the lore out of Poland, which is like, you know, the Polish horror film Mermaid movie i i mean that, that was a debut feature i i i you know i keep talking about it but even the soskas talk about it too we looked at it going how is that a debut feature it's just incredible movie on so many levels uh i'm going to bring another person in on the line hold on just a second all right welcome michelle you're on with the sexy witches hello. hi hi hello hi Everyone, hello, hello, how are you? Girl. All right. Hey, Michelle. So let me tell you who's on, who's on the party line right now. We've been gabbing about Days of Dead and, you know, movies and film and women above the line. But we have Lynn Hansen and Vanessa Ionta-Wright, who have worked on the blood. Uh, Lynn has produced Vanessa's uh, piece that she did for the blood drive that we're going to talk about in a minute. So hello, this is Michelle from Seattle. She's also on the Blood Drive and an independent filmmaker as well. She's she actually awesome. had a Welcome. award with. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if you know. She did a film called. Oh, was it? I always mess up the name. Oh, Obliteralis. Is that right? Did I get it right? <laughs> Obliteralis. That that's, that's kind of perfect. Yes. Oh, unilateralis. Uh, unilateralis. Oh, unilateralis. unilateralis. Yeah. That's right, uh, which is a found footage movie. It's, you know, so uh, yes. she had that going around really good. for a while. Excellent. Thank you. And we also have, of course, Erin Marie and Queenie are here. So it's one big group. Hi. Tonight, the circle How you is doing? Oh, We have a full it's coming all girl event, which is tonight. Yeah, right. so we're all, this is awesome. As it should be, so, it's Women in Horror Month. 
is, you know, and this is the first time we've actually did a Women in Horror Month uh, uh, program during Women in Horror Month. I honestly, usually, I like to do, and, and Queenie can vouch, I sometimes do opposite, like, like opposite episoding. Like the first time we did a, a February episode, we did things anti-Beshel testing. Like we went and just went through all like the favorite, our favorite cute boys and girls, you know, being as like, you know, we don't care as shallow as possible kind of thing. But this time though, you know, it's just cause I, I, I just like to have fun with my programming. But uh, this time we're like, this is it. We got the women in horror month and we have an amazing panel of women right here talking about horror and it's an honor to be with you all tonight. And uh, so let's talk about the blood drive because women in horror month has a bunch of things happening, but the main thing that's been happening the last couple of years is the blood drive, which is produced by the Soska sisters and twisted twin themselves. They talked about it on my November episode. And here we are, we have three of the people who worked on it. And I want to bring this out to Vanessa first though, because she opened the blood drive with her short. <laughs> so tell me about your short. Tell me what about the blood drive is, and then we're going to work our way down to Michelle, who hasn't had hers debut yet. So Yeah. <laughs> um, mine was called Be a Hero. Um, I kind of literally took the theme this year and really ran with it. Um, but, you know, my, my biggest thing when doing it was, you know, obviously we all self-funded these and, and – filmmaking is very expensive. So I thought, okay, what can I do that's going to have the most impact that, you know, logistically I can do really great quality in a short amount of time. So I made sure that, you know, I kind of kept it to a one day shoot. Um, and, and I also, really also wanted... decided to blow up a superhero headquarters because you wanted to keep it small, Vanessa. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am not able to keep things small. I constantly want to blow stuff up. I'm going to, I don't know, eventually, in a, in a fictional way, not for real. I don't want to blow anything up. Um, I do. And, and I really wanted to focus on a story. The what? Did someone say maybe? Someone said I do. That was the sexy porn witch. I have to excuse her. I don't know who said that. Um, yeah, I just wanted something impactful. I wanted the story to be able to kind of tell itself. I mean, there's no dialogue in it. It's all music. Um, and, you know, I just was really trying to go for epic impact is, is what we were going for. I think we achieved it. Well, it, it's not yeah. horror. It's superhero, though it does touch Correct. a little bit on – There's. Uh, there's a movie called All Superheroes Must Die, which it kind of reminded me of that, which is like a version mm. of Saw with superheroes. And it kind of looked like that was the aftermath of, of that adventure. Because so, it is gritty. I'm going to have I mean, to see that movie. Yeah, it's, it, there's like, you know, you've got the darkness and injuries. There's some decent uh, blood effects in your little shoot there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we, we had an amazing effects team on board the whole I mean I was blessed to be working with the people that I got to work with that day I mean it was phenomenal I was a bit in awe and trying to stay calm and not so anxious because you know I would be looking around at everyone being like oh my god I can't believe they're here with me (laughs) (laughs) one of of the things we didn't talk about on the panel 
It is a great cause. Um, uh, and then Michelle can feel this one too. So you were selected to be part of it this year. Um, what does that entail budget-wise? Do they give you a budget, or do you say, I have this budget, I can do this film on, on a budget? Uh, how, how does the, the budget and the money what, – what money do you have to make one of these movies for the, for the blood drive? I Ooh. used my own. I mean – Yeah. We, um, it, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you, you go, you go. Uh, as a standard uniform, uh, the Soskas are presenting the showcase. Uh, there's they could possibly give 30 different, you know, film crews money to fund their films. So it's all out of pocket for each of us. So it's definitely a labor, and I'm sure uh, all of you can attest to this too. It's what we are willing to put into it and what we can, and it's for the greater good. And so it, it's been really cool seeing everyone put everything they got into these amazing shorts. And I'm just like, oh, I love you all so much. I'm loving all of your movies. Sorry. Oh, don't yeah. cry. Okay. Yeah, but, so this really is a labor of love, though. <laughs> these, these shorts, you put, you put your blood, sweat, and tears and a few more orifices and stuff in there, too. Uh, you know, yeah. so all the orifices. It's kind of incredible. Lots of Kind of incredible. <laughs> Um, so, but, and Lynn, you produced Vanessa's short, is that correct? I, I did, with Vanessa, and uh, I was mm-hmm. also the assistant director on set, so, uh, and I did it uh, just 100% to to support another awesome woman filmmaker. I mean, it, it the cause is amazing, and the the attention that the Soska sisters and all of these PSAs can bring to the cause of blood donation. Um, it's just, you know, it just makes you feel all ooey gooey inside. And mm-hmm. it, it was such, because everybody knew that they were working on a project for charity that um, people just went above and beyond at every single turn. Um, I mean, we turned a, an empty, Warehouse, the corner of an empty giant warehouse, into a uh, uh, a superhero fortress that had been ex- detonated, like, mm-hmm. and and it took so many hands and hearts and so much hard work. But everybody knew that we were we were working for a good cause, and and it was worth every every single second of it. And yep. um, I was also, I think, one of the things that tickled me the most is. Our, our uh, lead actress, Danny Detant, she uh, she says she often gets to play like the uh, the police officer, the kind of conservative brunette, and she was so excited to get to wear this amazing kind of warrior costume and have warrior hair and warrior makeup, and to just really. It, she just so embraced this character, and Absolutely. she was beautiful in it. it was great to see, and uh, and and yeah, it was just it was so much fun. So, but that, yeah, I wanted to say I loved the costumes so much. Oh, God, those costumes came together <laughs> in a really funny way. <laughs> it, it reminded me of uh, the Amazons in Xena. Yes, and uh, I have a deep 
love for that because I grew up on that. And so I was just like, yes, this is everything. This is giving me life. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot of piecemealing <laughs> together of, of different things. And, I mean, I literally called Lynn from Joanne Fabrics and was sending her pictures of stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to get a bunch of stuff, and hopefully, like, you know, our wardrobe department can, like, put it together. <laughs> like, I think the thing holding her cape on was actually, like, a drawer pull that I found in one of my drawers. <laughs> like the stuff nice. that came together really kind of, but it worked. I mean, our guys were in, in morph suits, um, you know, but we, we had, we had a talented crew that was thinking outside the box and making the bits and pieces that we had really come together and look like legit hero outfits. Right. Right. We, I, we had uh, amazing wardrobe folks that really just went above and beyond with everything. And, uh, and and poor and also the poor guys in the morph suits because they had to get up and down off of this you know outside the debris of this uh, location and uh, by the end of the day most of them their their suits would split in the back <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was wild and they were just they were just such troopers and we had to have and we had to have a porta potty so they were like yeah. bonus to get in and out of spandex in a porta potty, they rock. <laughs> oh man, I, I just That's did a nice. film shoot where I had to be a, a minor, like you know, like a minor, like in a mine, like not minor as yeah. young. And we had one, we had one porta potty for the, about forty of us, you know. And so I have these layers of soot and clothes, and I'm trying to go pee. Oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. Um, so, so uh, Michelle, let's bring it to yours. While there's a, certainly Vanessa, is, her show is all epic and superheroes. You definitely, we I don't know how much we can tell because it hasn't come out yet, so we don't want to spoil it too much. But yeah. let's talk about you go straight up old school horror um, in your version, <laughs> in your story. Yay! Uh, there's uh there's some giallo influence there. Um, you know, uh, definitely some Argento influence, definitely oh, some God. influence from, uh, that meter, uh, some Hitchcock influence, uh, with some of the shots. Uh, they were very taken out of, you know, childhood of like, someday I'm going to shoot that shot. Exactly. And, uh, when Tanya and I got to uh, come onto the project, uh, we came into it at the very beginning of December. So we were a bit later than a bunch of people coming into it because everybody else was like, we're wrapped, we're in post now. And we were still <laughs> trying to figure out you know, who was going to be who. And um, and then we got, you know, the magnificent Tristan Risk to play our female lead. And then... Um, I got to uh, get my good friend, Weston Halverson. He's the lead guitarist for the band My Life with the Thrill of Kill Colts. Uh, we all grew up on them. You know, they were on the Crow yeah. track and everything. Yeah. And uh, I, I was lucky because I've done two other film projects with Thrill Kill Colts. So, you know, it's... And then we got uh, James uh, Sony from Twin Peaks. And so we, like, sat down and we were like this is what we've got this is our bubble let's make a thing and there's been an ongoing joke 
um, that I've always had. Uh, I'm anemic, and I require blood transfusions to not die. And um, turned out that Tanya herself is also anemic. Uh, hers is the iron deficiency kind, so she just takes the pills. But she, too, cannot donate. So the fact that we found out, you know, as we're filming, oh, shit, we both can't give blood. This is, like, the best thing for us because we can finally give something back. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm rambling now, but, yeah, no. it, it, was, it was an amazing experience. It was it was so much fun. And uh, we uh, what ha- the way we did it is uh, I wrote the story with the uh, – you know, with little fillers for the outline. And then uh, Tanya came in and then she put her elements in and then we kind of built it like a Jenga tower together. And in the end, we had this really fun, cohesive piece of material that made us giggle. And, you know, we had to ask, is this, uh, is this just making us giggle like an inside joke? Is everybody else going to watch it and just kind of, you know, shift their feet a couple of inches away from us? You know, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? But, you know, we we had so much fun filming it, and I think that was the the most important part, you know, is uh, everybody on set was so kind and polite and, excuse me, please, yes, thank you. So when everybody left, they were like, this is the most polite set I have ever been on. (laughs) We were like, have some kale. But they could all just be like that, right? Definitely. Well, well, it sounds like everyone had a really good time on these shoots. I haven't heard any real negative things about them yet, Mm-mm. and uh, they're they're slowly trickling out. I don't think we will either. Uh, one yeah. day, uh, do you know, Michelle? Do you know when yours is going to drop? Am I allowed? I don't know how. I don't know. Is I've been oh, kind of walking around with invisible tape over my mouth when it comes to certain things. Yeah. Like, mm, 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 mm. I, I mean, can't say anything. Let me just say, you can say it'll be out this or month. later. <laughs> if, yeah, is it, yeah, sooner or later. It'll be month. out. Like, someday. Yes. It'll be out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll definitely. That's perfect. I, I will share the fuck out of it as soon as it comes out. I, I was sharing. All of theirs as well, as well as Dana Noff. She had a really cute little short. Uh, hers is called San- yeah. was Sanguino, uh, yes. which was a silent short. Uh, and this was an old school, uh, you know, Frankenstein type uh, uh, vibe to it. And they said they had trouble with sounds, so and they made it a silent film, which is awesome on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. her daughter stars in it, which is totally cute too. Uh, so. Uh, you know, it's really, um, it, it was really kind of neat to see because, like, I had met Dana before um, through uh, Days of the Dead, but to watch, like, you know what's the great thing about being Facebook friends, especially with you, Michelle, because I've been Facebook friends for you a while, is watching you guys, like, evolve as filmmakers and, and, and you take new risks and, and new leaps. And, and I get, like, not jealous, but I, like, woohoo, envious and jealous at the same time. And so encouraging because I love watching my friends do great things, you know. And I get to live vicariously through you through your Facebook adventures, which is awesome. So <laughs> that's always good. Uh, so it's Women in Horror Month. We got the PSAs coming up, but there's more to Women in Horror Month than that. Uh, does anybody else have any other plans? For the month that they are doing for it, 
I do. It's I do. Well, go for um, it. Go for it. Okay. Uh, so uh, our film segment is titled "Just a Prick." Um, it's actually part of it's it's like a petal from one big bloody rose, and it's uh, the just another antichrist series. I had crowdfunded it for uh, last year. It was pathetic. I think I raised maybe a hundred, a hundred and fifty dollars of my goal. And um, but I'm, you know, I I utilized that. And um, so the first one that came out was just a girl, and that premiered in Sacramento, California, at Louder Than Wolves at the Historical Colonial Theater. And um, that uh, that was for a uh, domestic assault and uh, rape culture awareness. Uh, charity event uh, hosted through Sacramento Horror Film Festival. It was really great. Um, Just a Girl will be making its tours from there. And then Just a Prick and Just a Bear is next and Just a Boy. So there's going to be a bunch of just from me and a couple of people uh, are a like, nice series. did you just forget how to name your movies, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's uh, just a series, you know, like everything, I'm hoping that each one hits poignant notes, like I hope the underlying current of, uh, that was picked up, or is going to be picked up from Just a Prick is, uh, you know, kind of a comedic unveiling of, you know, dealing with entitled toxic masculinity, you know, so I hope that was uh, oh, which we've all been there. <laughs> yes, yep. it's so common. It's so common. So you know, it, it's uh, the Just series is going to tackle various aspects of that, and so I can just get it all out of the way. You know, um, not in like a but in a let's just put everything out of the table. Let me give you every last opinion that goes through my mind about society in this series. And now I'm going to make up fucked up movie afterwards, and I don't know if it's going to have a moral point, but somebody's going to lose their head. Nice. <laughs> Are you still thinking about doing the, the non-sploitation movie that you were talking about? That is actually the one that's coming after the Just series. I'm actually looking ah. at a particular... Yes. I'm so excited. Uh, what are you looking for? Be involved. Because I told you I'd do it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, nice. Oh yeah. Um, uh, okay. Uh, let's see here. I, there's a particular production company that I have my eye on. Um, it's very unconventional that I will be approaching them for it because this is not their standard flavor but to achieve the imagery that I want to create because it's, it's called devil's habit and it's actually based off of a short story that I wrote that was published a few times in different uh, anthology books and magazines. And, um, Oh gosh, I got, I got a lot of hate for that one because, you know, non-exploitation and, uh, I I, I want to go and make the grungiest, noiriest, most fucked up piece of catholically influenced film I can ever make. 
And I, you know, it's, uh, it, it, I hope it has flavors, you know, that I got from, you know, the films, the pit and the pendulum and, you know what I mean? Just little elements from like the Puritan influences and, you know, it's a time period piece and yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm very awesome. excited about that one. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for that it. one too. Of all the yeah, I'm a big fan of foundation. I, I, yes. You know, like, you know, because Aaron Marie and I are video nasty geeks. So if you're going to add to that collection of of of, of types of film, we're, we're more than happy oh, I to am. accept that. So <laughs> that makes me happy. So, so and I'm going to bring it back to Vanessa here. And Vanessa, yeah. I actually, you said you're about to shoot your first feature very soon. Uh that's not me. I'd like to. That's not you? If we have one. I thought you, no, said you were I think, writing uh, one. You might have gotten me confused with uh, ah, Lynn, Lynn's gearing that. up for a feature very soon. Lynn's gearing up with the feature. My bad. I'm sorry. My notes are mixed up. No, no, no. Shoot no me later. <laughs> I will never the, shoot the, the, you. You... I might blow you up, but I won't shoot you. <laughs> oh, that's right. You like to explode. Lower I, up. I like to I like explosions. Oh, well, wait a minute. I was already, anyway, I won't go there. Um, so uh, but do you have any, let me, let me rephrase. Let me start over. Okay. Yep, What's won. your next project? What are you looking at? What do you do? What do you think the next thing is for you? Um, Sam and I have a few things brewing, nothing that we're quite ready to announce. Um, as far as like immediate stuff, we're really uh, focusing on gearing up for year two of the Women in Horror Film Festival. Um, it's going to be a lot bigger this year, so we're trying to put a lot of our attention to it and really encourage a lot more filmmakers and screenwriters to get their work in. Um, I always want so to commit, talk about- but then I get really shy. <laughs> what? No. So no, can you talk no, about that festival a little bit and when it is <laughs> and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's going to take place October 4th through the 7th uh, at the Crown Plaza in Peachtree City, Georgia, which is just south of Atlanta. Um, It kind of nestled comfortably between Pinewood Atlanta Studios and um, where they shoot The Walking Dead, literally like Alexandria's right down the street. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's three days of really amazing independent horror films. And, you know, we generally ha- have some pretty amazing guests. We're trying to have a lot more panels and workshops. Um, the biggest thing that we really try to do is to create opportunities um, for the filmmakers and screenwriters. Even, you know, even if you don't make it into the finals to have your work screened, it's still an amazing networking event. Absolutely. I, I will second that and third that and quadruple that. It is an amazing yeah. festival. And uh, my short film Chomp played there last year. And there's such a camaraderie. Um, it's it's inclusive, too, because the festival uh, requires uh, three of the of the of the main creative roles to be held by women, which means that it does. It's not all women directors, but it's all. Uh, women guided in some fashion or another. So it's people that work as a team. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what women need is a really good male allies as well who feel the same way that they do about empowering women and, sh- and sharing their voices. And that's one of the things that the Women in Horror Film Festival does really, really well. So 
Good job to Vanessa and Sam. Yeah, thank you. We try. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we want to make sure. You know, one of the things that Stacey Pippi said on the panel, and it was, and she echoed something one of my acting coaches said years and years and years ago. And she goes, "All we really want as women is the right to be able to have the, you know, the chance to fail like everybody else." And that's exactly the truth. We want to just have the opportunity. You know, we don't need extra stuff. We just need no, don't need roadblocks. We just want, you know, we. We expect, you know, filmmakers expect to starve, to not be able to pay their actors even when they want to, you know, or have your squibs blow up right before your set. You have to go quickly to the hardware store and buy some balloons and blow them up at the last minute. You know, it's all part Mm -hmm. of it. You know, all of it. it, It's wild and wooly. You make mistakes as filmmakers. I don't think anybody gets it right on their first try. (laughs) No, or their second or their third. I mean, I think it's crucial that you continue to make mistakes and learn from them. Exactly. You can't okay. learn if you're not making mistakes. Uh, when you're when you're an improvisational actor, which is what I started as, ninety um, percent of your sketches fall flat. It just happens. You know, it is. It, it's, it's that's why you keep doing it. You got to keep doing it because the better, the more you do it, the more honed at your craft you get. And uh, you know, it, it, it's something that is universal, no matter who it is. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. you guys are so inspiring. I, I, I'm really so excited to watch all you wonderful filmmakers. I like to watch all my friends succeed. Like I said, everybody that comes on the show, I'm honored to have on the show anyway. So why would you come on my show? Because I just ramble, blah, blah, blah. But you guys are really doing good stuff. <laughs> and I want to make sure people know that you're doing good stuff out there. And and you guys are on the frontier and, uh, uh, you know, I will, I'm fans of yours no matter what you're doing. So, you know, please keep me informed that way. Uh, I wanted to bring this back one more time to Lynn Hansen. Um, do you have any more con appearances coming up uh, people should be made aware of? I do indeed. Uh, February I knew you did. Through March 4th, I'll be at, the, at StokerCon, which is, uh, in uh, Providence, Rhode Island this year. And then also in March, uh, from the 15th to the 18th, I'm the keynote speaker at the Coral Springs Festival of the Arts, talking about uh, making a living as a working creative. So uh, really, awesome. really excited about, about both of those. And uh, the StokerCon is just this amazing horror-themed convention for professionals in the industry. And uh, it's got great educational opportunities, amazing panels and speakers, wonderful networking. And uh, this year I'm also a judge in the uh, Final Frame Film Contest where they actually give out uh, a $1,000 cash prize to uh, the winner. So uh, I'm really thankful because every filmmaker needs a little bit of cash. And so, and uh, trust me, we will pass, uh, they're closed for submissions because we're, we're nigh on to the festival, only three more weeks, uh, but uh, they will open early next year, or early, they will open soon after the, uh, this year's festival and we encourage everybody to put in because they're very much looking for, uh, to be as inclusive as possible in their selections with uh, women and uh, people of color and um, as much 
creative and um, diverse programming as possible. So we encourage lots of uh, lots of folks to submit. The quirkier, the better. That's right. Nice. Well, I believe um, our associate, who's on the show, Tommy Clark of the Necrocasticon, is going to be there covering the show. It might even be where he's showing his first book or something like that. So, you know, congratulations to my friend Tommy for that. So look for Tommy. Say hi if you see him. Tommy Clark is his name. He's on the Necrocasticon, and we have – and we have started a spinoff. I am now officially a network. I have two podcasts on this thread. Uh, I have Repo Nerds, which is our we once in a while uh, make each other force each other watch up uh, geek properties that we've missed over the years to see you know see how we did. Uh, I made him watch the Fulci House trilogy, and he made me watch Battlestar Galactica. Uh, so uh, <laughs> nice. things like that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love us. <laughs> So, you know, so so look for him at StokerCon. And I also will see you probably in August at Scares the Cares. I'll be looking forward to seeing you again. Oh, yes. Uh, Scares the Care coming up. I will definitely be at Scares the Care as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a panel. Uh, Right now uh, we're talking about developing the panel of the 35th anniversary of the video Nasty List, which I'm hoping is the panel I do. So keep your fingers crossed that I'll be in the podcasting room. And the podcast room is going to be probably downstairs this year uh, next to the author's room. So we can hang out this year. Because <laughs> last hey. year the podcasters were put in their little room in the corner like, you know, Gollum. You know, hiding <laughs> in the back. So, uh, you know, but this year they put us in the in the main in the main uh, in the main area. So, yay, we get to be in the side rooms downstairs. So, yeah, hooray. So, I'll look for you there, and and your and your your um, significant other Jeff. And uh, I wanted to thank you for being on the show. And once again, Vanessa, thank you for calling in, uh, and thank you both oh my gosh, for being thank on you the for panel. Having me. Oh my god! I, I I've been. This has been an amazing week. Uh, I'm tired. I'm sore, and I'm very happy right now. So thank you for that. And and Michelle, always a pleasure having you call in. I love you to death. You know that. So I love you, too. Uh, thank you know. You. Oh yeah, please okay. call in anytime you want. You know you're. You're already <laughs> one of our official sexy witches, anyways. You know you're. You know and and have a great. Yeah, you, are, you of course you are. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've always you've always been part. You know, Absolutely. A, a lot of people don't even know they're part of our coven until they come to the show, and then they are they oh we, you know I never you know we're one big happy dysfunctional sexy witch family. That's what we are. So you know <laughs> you know and, and you know it's it's really about confidence. You know, sexy witch is is just a, a you know you don't have to be sexy or a witch. To be a sexy witch. Just remember that. You know, it's all nice. about confidence. I like that. So I can get behind that. So, I mean, come on. One of the sexiest witches in the world is the Wicked Witch of the West because she has no fucks to give. I've oh, always appreciated fine. that. Yeah. I, I, I always thought she was fine. Yeah. Like, seriously. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. Even before... Even before Wicked, like, even before they try to justify her actions. Nah, she has no fucks to give. She's willing to whack a kid. I'm cool with that. She's know? just an <laughs> asshole who wants a good pair of shoes. <laughs> you know, you know, 
they're pretty amazing shoes. I have seen them in person. Right. They are pretty amazing. So that's it. So, you know, who doesn't want the bling on their feet, you know? Um, so, all right, great ladies and sexy witches, we have to go for the night. This is it. But I wanted to once again thank y'all, the panel. And I also so want to thank again. Wonderful. Oh, no problem. And I think yeah, we all want to awesome. thank again Nathan Hamilton for making this happen. He was the one that helped yes. the program Blue Track. And it was so popular that the blue track is going to be in all days of the dead now. So there'll be a secondary track Hi. for independent horror oh, at every day of the dead. Yeah. And that's I was invited to do, I'm going to go to Charlotte and I'll be doing this again. So, uh, you know, I'm going to help out. Very so, cool. yay, woo-hoo. so, so I'm really glad there was such a great response. Thank, thank the people out there for uh, supporting independent horror. Cause we can't do it without the audience. And it might take us a while to find our audience, but we know you're out there, and thank you for finding us, looking for us, which is even better, you know. Yeah, so they know we're here. They love us, too, so it's so sweet. Everybody's so happy and so helpful. And, you know, I've never had any major problems at a horror convention ever with with fans. Never, never, never. You know, it's wonderful. Had problems at the comic book conventions, but that's another story for another time so we <laughs> will come back in two weeks ladies and sexy witches and that would be on the 20th and we're going to change gears com- uh, quite a bit because we are going from uh you know women in horror month to space babes from outer space we are going to be talking to the director of photographer of space babes uh, scott Shermer, who is also the director of the movie found and headless uh, which were kind of indie hits a, a year or two ago. Um, and he was the DP, like Sense Space Babes, which stars Ellie Church. We mentioned Tristan Risk earlier. Uh, and then I mentioned Ellie Church mm-hmm. also, who's kind of like almost A and B. Like if you need like the blonde, brunette, A, B, badasses, you hire Ellie Church and Tristan Risk together. And they kind of, mm-hmm. they're kind of like amazing. Uh, they work together so often, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, oh, is Tristan in this one? Oh, there she is. Is Ellie in that one? Yay! You know, uh, so I love, I love that. And, and it's rare to see a movie, and, and Ellie Church stars in Space Babes. So uh, congratulations on Ellie Church and, and Tristan Risk for always being awesome, too, because they are definitely part of the Women in Horror Month. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and also, once again, I want to thank the SOS guys for coming on in November and just being so encouraging for me to continue down this path. So thank you for them because boy I can't believe how many people they inspire in one way or another you mm-hmm. know so I'll give them a yeah. shout out too and uh, so we will go for now and take a couple weeks off while we recover from our uh, our horror convention cruds and please don't forget hey. folks, to go on Facebook and the Soska Sisters website and the Women in Horror Month websites and look for the PSAs that these lovely ladies have been shooting. They're all very, uh, very spectacular. Uh, Vanessa's is on right now. My, our colleague Dana's is already up, and soon you'll see Michelle's. And uh, that's it. Thank you again, Queenie. Thank you again, Erin, my co-host. Yes. You in there somewhere? Yes, you're there. We Yay, are. my co-hosts are there. <laughs> It's been an easy night for Sexy Witches. Um, I have really, usually I, I leave us with some music, but I actually, because my sound is all screwed up, don't really have any music queued up. I had all this stuff and I couldn't play it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a, a spot for Repo Nerds and then I'm going to play the theme to the Sexy Witches. We actually do have a 
Sexy Witch theme, believe it or not. And Ooh. we'll come back That's on awesome. February Yep, February 20th. So good night, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, And good film hunting, and uh, blessed be. Good night now. Good night. night. Thank you. Bye. Loud Sound Productions, in association with the Sexy Witches Pre-Sons. Repo Nerds, the podcast where there's no such thing as indecent exposure. Restoring nerd cred, one geek at a time. Alive. Interactive experience Thursdays at 10 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio with your host, writer Token Tom Clark, and the head hauntress, archivist Elizabeth Catherine Gray.